you know, let's just really, you know, take our seat. And, you know, we are a community here. And it's not just about receiving, but also contributing something to the space. Listening, you know, with our full being. And, you know, and as you hear the, the words, also sensing what's happening inside of your body. You know, not thinking about it, but just really sensing without needing to label it at all, but just being aware of, you know, if there's a kind of a response to something what is heard. Because this, you know, this, um, this program or this, this um, guided meditations, they're all about training ourselves that we become more able to face what is happening in our world right now through sensing and feeling it rather than thinking about it. Because the thinking process is always coming, you know, from this old narrative, which actually we need to kind of uh, transform into something which is much closer to reality. We are on an evolutionary journey and, you know, step by step, we need to uh, grow and adapt and change. And it's my hope, you know, that these guided meditations will help us to do that job, you know, for the benefit of all sentient beings, including ourselves. And we don't have to work hard, but it's more like trusting to go back to the beginning, which is, you know, go back to our bodies, which are made from the same elements as the planet Earth herself. And allowing our breath, you know, to take us into the body and allow our nervous system to guide us. Just starting with like that, you know bringing the body and the mind together. And maybe, you know, remembering the intention, why have you come here today? What, you know, took you here today? We could do so many other things. And also looking at what are you bringing to this meeting? Taking a, a screenshot of your inner state, your mind, feeling the emotional state and sensing into the body. These three facets of our being, they are intertwined. We don't really know where one starts and the other one ends, but we can kind of use those labels to help us. To understand what's happening and what we are bringing to the situation. Yeah, do you feel maybe a little bit stressed or maybe tired? depending on where you are sitting on the grid of the planet. In Europe, it's evening, and here it's mid-morning.
So it's about, you know, building the capacity to connect with our experience and through that connecting with a much larger life than just the life of our bodies and minds. You know, the, and the vision here at Aloka Earthroom actually is a future in which everyone knows that we are part of a living, intelligent earth. That's the vision for this practice. Because that's, you know, the new narrative which we need to help bringing into the mainstream by ourselves working on it that so we get more clear about that. The, the planet is a living intelligent being or process which the human mind can't fully comprehend even you know our sciences are truly impressive but there's always something left out because we are sitting inside of what we are observing through the sciences so there is never a complete picture in the sense of knowing objectively what's going on there. But we can develop other capacities to relate to the planet. And that's what we are doing here with the meditation, more intuitive capacities. New capacities, you know, to relate to the mystery so that we can respond to the current crisis more sustainably not just you know working with the symptoms but working with the underlying systems you know and if we want to develop those capacities we need to question and investigate and eventually let go of many of the old stories and the old thought patterns of the dominant culture. And that's really where the rubber hits the road because that's where a lot of resistance will be thrown up by our minds. Fear uncertainty you know we're getting triggered out or traumas getting triggered and that's why we need community So allowing the breath to take us into the body and sensing the weight of the body, you know, the gentle pulling towards through the gravity, we are getting pulled towards the planet, which consists of the same elements as our bodies. There's this relationship there. 
and we can feel it through the gravity. We know exactly where we belong. By the simple truth of gravity, And you know, sensing the soil underneath the building where we are sitting, even if you're sitting on the 10th floor, you still know that there is soil, there is the mothership is underneath us. And here in the US, all of these lands, you know, have been acquired in ways, you know, which are, which have been transgressions, you know, of ethical principles, but these lands have been taken from the First Nation people and a very complicated situation is now here, you know, which we need to face up to. You know, this, this, the current way of relating to land is just very, very immature and very self-centered, extracting and taking and not understanding that the biosphere has limits. Just like a little child, you know, who thinks the parents are like almighty. So have we thought for a long time, you know, that the planet is kind of an endless giving and giving and giving and doesn't need anything. Because it, it appeared to be that way because we were just not so many humans yet. And now a different reality starts to make itself known increasingly loud, you know, through all of the climate emergencies around the planet, one after the other. You know, and even the most resistant corporations in a start to acknowledge it. So there's no more need, you know, to convince people about this. At a recent, you know, recent um, poll, the result was about 60% of the US population, you know, knows that there is serious climate change underway and that we need to change our economy. So a lot has happened. And, you know, at the beginning of this year, the 
Inflation Reduction Act was signed into existence, you know, which is which is um, okay. say it correctly, which is the most significant climate legislation in US history, funding the acceleration of the transition to a clean energy economy. And it went became effective on the 1st January of this year. So that's an, it's incredible progress, actually, which is being made. But, you know, that is just the beginning of the change. It needs all of us to implement that. Because, you know, nature or uh, the biosphere and the social fabric really wants to heal. If you look at uh, if you cut your finger, it just heals by itself. Just need to clean it and, you know, take care of it. But, but if we keep cutting it again and again and again, it doesn't have a chance to heal. So it's how can we support the natural healing capacity of nature? By stopping, you know, or stopping to extract. And aligning with that intelligence, that self-healing capacity, you know, tapping into it. And there's so many disciplines and so many different agents, you know. Each of us can contribute something. So that this mechanism, you know, can be supported. It's a natural mechanism which just needs to be supported in order to function and not constantly interrupting it, interrupting it, interrupting it. And through the repetition compulsion of trauma, really. You know, if we have a traumatized area in our being, we, we just have to enact it again and again and again until we make it conscious. When we are able you know, to make it conscious, it opens up and the wound you know, becomes actually a blessing in the form of wisdom and compassion. And that's exactly you know, what we need to do together to look at this repetition compulsion which keeps us tied to those destructive systems and yeah it's not a small job but it needs to be done and it needs to start in small pockets of community like ours here which then you know connect up with other pockets and through that, we are bringing healing. We are becoming the immune system of the planet. We're becoming those we have been waiting for. And 
And in that way, you know, the puzzle pieces are coming together. And we don't know, you know, how the picture will look at the end, but we can trust that inner capacity to relate to that which wants to emerge. You know, as we are standing on this evolutionary threshold together, supporting each other to keep grounded and to amplify what wants to be lived, that healing impulse, which is part of the planetary intelligence. And it's such a privilege, you know, to be able to listen into that, to lean into that. You know, in service, really, for all sentient beings and in particular for future generations. You know, I recently um, was in a training with the Pachamama Alliance and Heda as well. And I'm going to make the follow-up training starting in September. And what we hear very, very clearly is, you know, that the key to the issues is the regeneration of all ecological and human systems. So it's not about, you know, relocating to Mars or making some community on the open sea or some crazy elitist solution you know for them for the few but it's about nature and trusted based solutions putting the life you know putting life itself at the center of every action and decision that's what is meant with regeneration there's also a very powerful uh, book written by Paul Hawkins. It's called Regeneration, and it has a uh, hundred solutions, you know, which need, which can be implemented where the technology is already available right now. And he has also a very great website where this whole list is available as well, and. What's, what I find very interesting is the sixth best solution is the empowerment of women, actually. Education for girls. Then simply asking the question, what's not here? What needs to be created? What needs to be brought to life? for the mechanism, the self-healing mechanism to take over because it has been cut and interrupted so much by the industrial extractive worldview. And now, you know, we are needing to step out of those thought patterns of capitalism, patriarchy, 
racialized hierarchies, scarcity logic, and other oppressive systems of control and extraction, and replacing them with more regenerative approaches. So we're just basically teaming up with nature. That's the next evolutionary step which we need to make as a species if we want to be staying here. It's completely possible in terms of the information we have and the technologies we have, but we need to really understand the urgency of it. And not, I don't mean urgency in the sense of, you know, speed up and do a lot quick. But it's more like the urgency of the truth that we and the planet are one and the same being. We are not separate. That urgency. Because everything else will flow from that clarity. So the, the power of naming first, you know, internally and then externally. You know, as we have, you know, trained our minds in certain perceptions and assumptions over the last thousand years or so, you know, it come, becomes increasingly mind and matter, us and the natural world, we got increasingly split. And now the time has come that that split is going to be healed again. And it wants to heal. And how does that healing happen? Through listening into the more than human world. And sensing the non-separation. That equips us, you know, to participate in that much vaster intelligence than the human intelligence.
like an art and a science. You'll find the right tune to attune and starting to resonate, resonate with that, which is all around us and all through us. just you know a different way of relating to our experience like opening up certain facets of our being which we have never really become aware before that's what growth is all about And particularly, you know, if we do that in community, it becomes more amplified. Community is like a vessel which amplifies anything. And at the same time, you know, gives the capacity to hold it. We don't have to do it alone. This work can't be done alone. And art is also a means of amplification. Often, you know, artists are the, the first ones, you know, to perceive something new and amplify it through painting or music or poetry. And then it comes out into the community. emergence. It's a natural process and we can align ourselves with it, attune to it. By through practice, we are awakening those subtle capacities which, you know, lie dormant in our biocomputers, the bodies we have received from life, you know, which have been developed over almost 4 billion years. And now we have a body like this and we can use it and maybe even update it somehow through our practice. 
by using certain capacities which we can train and then they'll come increasingly online and become available. That's what the growth is. And then certain information flow which has not been conscious before becomes conscious. And that's, you know, what we are here for. To become more aware of who we really are. And behind us is the long lineage of ancestors, not only human ancestors, but also, you know, plant ancestors, animal ancestors, mineral ancestors, waters, gases, you know, all of those beings which make up our bodies and which have been handing down this bodies and develop them over deep time. All of the resilience which comes with that and also some of the trauma which comes with that. Collective and ancestral and individual. It's all part of the inheritance on which we are right now sitting and which we are, you know, called to work with and then hand on to the next generations. So all those ancestors, they are a huge uh, network of roots. A living field of life, you know, which is constantly evolving. And at the moment, you know, we are like on this threshold and all of the ancestral forces behind us Just noticing, you know, what's your emotional resonance when you hear this, that there's all of this behind us. 
huge field of ancestral knowledge and resilience and trauma. A massive you know, data flow which we can train ourselves to tap into more deeply, to team up with. Just noticing you know, what that brings up, a sense of maybe grounding and support. Uh, relaxation and uh, leaning into So now connecting with the wisdom we hold inside. But you know, we don't use it because we are trained by our culture that we are separate. Trained to perceive ourselves as separate. And through these guided meditations, we want to loosen that up. Because it's a delusion. Because you know, eating, drinking, and breathing, and many other activities, we are constantly in exchange with the planet, the biosphere, and through that, with the whole cosmos. Really, that's the most important insight we need to really come back to again and again. You know, on a conventional level in terms of that we are not separate from planet Earth, but also, you know, as the liberating insight of the Buddha's teaching into emptiness, into not-self. It is a mundane and a super-mundane application this insight. And in order you know, for any insight to become really integrated, we need to live from that place increasingly. Stepping, you know, into the unknown. And the path is made by walking. On this threshold, you know, we don't know how this is going to look, but we know how to relate to it.
you know, bringing our awareness back to the heart area, maybe. That works for you. And, you know, imagining that we would be listening into this process, the self-healing capacity of the biosphere, listening to it with the ears of the heart. No need, you know, to comment on it in any way, no words needed. It's training this capacity to listen with the heart. So every former generation becomes a ground for the next generation to flourish since the beginning of this planet. It was a constant teamwork, you know, handing on the baton to the next generation, to the next generation, and more and more capacities came online as we were evolving. That's a responsibility. So, you know, we have that uh, opportunity to respond rather than to turn away. And then the path will open up. And, you know, and in this process, our own traumas will become conscious, you know, because they want to be healed. And as those traumas are healed, the future opens up. And that needs to be done skillfully, you know, not too much at once, but skillfully step-by-step in community.
if we you know can uh, envision what's happening in this context we're moving out of this victim mentality and we become parts of the solution in you know many different ways all of us different skills and feel called in different ways but we're all working in the same direction What is you know our contribution through for this transition? You know, and then bringing in all of the ancestral wisdom as well. All that has come before us with its many, you know, bottleneck situations over deep time, all of the incredible shifts which have happened on this planet alone, you know, completely covered by ice and boiling oceans and everything in between. Preparing to be a good ancestor for our own species and for all other species. But at the same time, you know, we are training our hearts and minds to align more and more with reality because we can't separate this. We can't separate our practice from living. It's one and the same thing. In the beginning, it looks like it's like a separate thing we do when we sit down on a cushion. But as we are practicing, it intertwines more and more until it becomes one. And that's, you know, when the practice becomes really powerful.
So now coming back to really sensing the body sitting, the weight of the body on the cushion on the chair. Well, at the same time, you know, sensing the biosphere all through and around us. We are inside of it. We are not separate. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.